This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1174 of Horse Tip Daily, your almost everyday morsel of helpful hints, useful facts, and practical techniques for horse folks. Brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip features Dr. Tanya Cubitt from Performance Horse Nutrition. She and I have an eye-opening chat about the long and short-term health ramifications of obesity in horses. And we'll get right to our tip after this message from Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Did you know that easy keepers and horses on restricted diets are often at risk for vitamin and mineral deficiencies? Most easy keepers are maintained on hay, and some get a few handfuls of grain a day, and most of these horses get little to no green grass. Diets that don't include significant levels of green grass or recommended amounts of fortified concentrates just don't supply enough vitamins and minerals. Many horse folks don't realize that hay alone, even high quality green hay, is not an adequate source of many vitamins. For example, when grass is cut and dried for hay, the vitamins quickly lose their potency. 70% of the vitamin E found in grass is lost in the first week after it is cut for hay. One way to ensure that your special needs horse is getting all the vitamins and minerals he needs is to add a vitamin and mineral supplement to his diet. A well-balanced supplement will provide the nutrients your horse requires without adding unwanted calories, starches, and sugars. Microphase, made by Kentucky Performance Products, is a vitamin and trace mineral supplement that bridges the gap in your feeding program. With microphase, your horse receives adequate and balanced vitamin and mineral nutrition without unwanted calories or other ingredients. The minerals in microphase have been chelated, a process that protects minerals during digestion and increases their absorption in the intestine. Microphase provides vitamins, such as vitamin E, in a natural form so your horse receives optimal results from this supplement. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. And I'm so happy to welcome back to the show Dr. Tanya Cubitt from Performance Horse Nutrition. And she's going to do something a little bit different this time and talk about diseases or conditions your horse can get or have that are nutrition related. So what have you got for us today? Well, Jennifer, I'm so glad to be back. And this week, we're going to talk about obesity in horses. And as with people, it seems quite simple, Um, you know, exercise more, ride less. But, you know, if we start out with what is it? And again, people say, well, I know what it is. It's It's a horse that's accumulated so much body fat, and that begins to have a negative effect on health. And I think that's that last piece is what people forget about. It starts to have a really negative effect on health. And actually in the September edition of 
um, thehorse.com, I've written a small kind of casual article just all about that, about public perception or owner's perception of whether their horse is overweight or not. And I really find that probably one of our biggest issues with obesity in horses is that our owners don't perceive a lot of our horses to be overweight. Um, we looked at studies. Uh, there was a study done by the um, NAMS, the USDA, really. It, what it did, it took hu- the owners of the horses and did a survey and asked them how heavy their horse was on the body condition scoring system. And I think 3% of people reported their horse to be obese. But when we had veterinarians or nutritionists do the same thing, it was more like 50, 60, 70% of horses are actually obese. So, yes, it's really, really important that we become familiar with the body condition scoring system, the one to nine scale, one being emaciated, nine being grossly overweight, a five or a six being ideal. Go online. Um, You can search for the body condition scoring system and actually look at pictures uh, and then go out and see if you can assign a more accurate to your horse based on the actual pictures you've seen Um, or have somebody else that maybe is a little bit more distant, not as connected, maybe not as biased about um, your horse as you may be. Um, But it's really, really important because obesity, uh, it has a lot of devastating effects, a number of potentially negative effects, including increased stress on the heart and lungs, greater risk risk for laminitis, which we'll talk about in our next episode, Um, risk for developmental orthopedic disease, so young horses that are overweight, bone and joint issues, and even young horses that have come from mothers that were overweight, she can put that onto those foals as kind of a a genetic issue. Um, Growing horses, there's just a lot more strain on the joints and limbs. It can worsen the symptoms of arthritis in older horses. Um, You think about performance horses that are overweight, they have a less ability to cool cool off and decrease their body temperature. Um, Fat buildup around key organs interferes with normal functions. We've seen lots of studies looking at reproductive efficiency. And way back in the old days, we used to say, oh, the fatter, the better. That's because we always fought with an underweight animal. But now because we have more and more overweight mares, actually we're seeing the opposite. We see that they don't cycle properly and it's really hard to get them, get them in fall. Um, and then just greater lethargy and decreased performance. Oftentimes I'll have people say, well, you know, I, I, ju- I don't want him to get any fatter, but I want him to have more energy. Um, he's already kind of overweight. Well, I know myself when I'm a little bit overweight, I am very lethargic. So getting yourself in better fitness, physical fitness and, and in shape um, gives you back that energy. So Interesting. I so could go on and on, on about on. the symptoms. So it's, it's kind of like we've taken the uh, marketing message that humans get via um, commercials where everything requires either the consumption of a supplement or pill or a food product. You want more energy, you take a supplement or you eat a certain type of food. We've transferred that to our horses where somebody has a horse who's maybe not as zippy in the show ring as they want them to be. They're a barrel racer or they have a horse who does some competitive class. They think the answer might be in some food product and feeding them more. 
But they go, oh, well, we don't want them to get any weight, any any heavier, so we don't want to feed them more, when in fact the problem might be closely related to the fact that they're getting sufficient calories and carrying too much weight from those calories. And maybe a, a better fitness program and a uh, thorough look at the nutrition level of that food that they're eating is more in order. Absolutely, absolutely. You you hit the nail on the head there. We as humans always always want to find the magic pill and Unlike other livestock species, dairy, cows, chickens, pigs, we seem to take a lot of what we learn in human nutrition and we try and put it on our horses. And it doesn't always translate. Um, but some of the of the bad things in human nutrition we do as well. So we try to make it quick. Everything's got to be quick. I don't want my horse to get fatter, but I want him to be more zippy. So what kind of supplement can I feed? And oftentimes there's not a supplement that you can feed. It's just getting a balanced diet, getting your horse exercising, moving. Um, so, so find ways to make old thunder move more. Yeah, I yeah. usually say, people say, well, I work a lot and I don't have time to ride. Yeah. If you're going to take on the responsibility of owning these animals, then we take on the responsibility of keeping them healthy too. And unfortunately, if we don't have the time to keep them healthy, then maybe another animal that re- uh, takes less effort would be better for you. Yeah. I, you, you know, I hate to say that. Yeah. But. Do you think that the social stigma of a horse that looks thin, I'm using air quotes here, people, is contributing to this because with the social media in this day and age, nothing will inflame the horse lover's heart faster than a horse that appears in that particular snapshot, in that particular second in time, to look thin. Do you think part of that's that we're all so obsessed with having our horses, quote, look good, that we are prone to leaving them obese for fear of someone thinking our horse is being not properly cared for? I would say 100%. You're right there. That was another thing that I brought up um, in a a, uh, presentation I did at a big international symposium, which is what my article is about in the September magazine. Um, It's about that perception. And and I put up on a slide a a very... a picture of a thin horse, but over the top of it, I had a big box so that people couldn't see what the picture was. And I said, um, nutritionally mistreated. And I asked everybody in the audience, what image comes to mind when you think of a nutritionally mistreated horse? You're exactly right. Everybody thinks of that thin, emaciated horse. And then I flicked to a slide that had probably one of the fattest horses I've ever seen. And it's a real horse. And there's, you know, you can't see where the, the tail's coming out. The neck is so fat. I don't know how you'd ever get a saddle to stay on the horse because it had no withers, huge fat pads where uh, the girth would do up. And I said, well, what about this horse? And to be honest, the nutritional issues or the medical and health issues that go along with the thin horse they are easily fixed. We can feed him, we can put him on a good program, and we can put weight on him uh, in a healthy way. But the longer a horse is overweight, the longer, um, the more lasting damage he has. And so every, and I, I asked people, I said, I guarantee if you saw that thin horse in the field, people would be calling the police, the Humane Society, anybody that they knew to get that fixed. But if they saw the fat horse, they would make a joke. Oh, you know, he's a bit cushy or whatever they would say. But it would not 
um, make that same guttural response with the people. And we really need to flip that around. Because, yes, a thin horse is horrible to see, but uh, and we don't want to see that, but we can fix that very easily. But a fat horse, the longer he is fat, he changes his hormonal profile. He, he, even if we get his body weight under control, he's always going to be more at risk for these other disorders that come as kind of a cascade from being obese, laminitis, insulin resistance, etc. So we need, um, we need to have more health gurus in the horse industry out there inventing Pilates and workout DVDs for our horses. <laughs> And maybe just writing them more. Oh, but writing them more works too. <laughs> and, and it's really hard because in some show rings, unfortunately in some disciplines, you do seem to be rewarded for having that kind of more round horse. Oh, absolutely. So slowly absolutely. over time, yeah. we just need to shift that that perception in people's eyes. When I show people what a five, a body condition score of five is, most people would say, I don't want my horse that thin. Over time, our idea of what in our eyes looks like ideal has shifted. So most people like to see their horse more in a six, seven, seven and a half um, versus they should be looking at a five or a six. Can't just stop feeding them food because they're too fat. You need to do the exercise part and... That's what you do, and you still need to make sure uh, they're getting vitamins and minerals and the nutrition they need just because they're overweight still doesn't mean that, you know, we can feed them nothing. Yeah. Uh, we well, still need I to would, find would, a, a product that works well right. for them. And with nutritionists easily available, for example, you folks at Performance Horse Nutrition, um, giant feed companies have nutritionists that are available. There's endless Absolutely. amounts of good quality information in publications as well as reputable websites, there's no reason you can't figure out the nutritional profile part. I think really mm-hmm. in this day and age, it, at least in the United States, I don't know about the rest of the world, figuring out the exercise part of the equation is so much harder for us and we just need to put a little more effort into it. Yeah, yeah, just try a little harder. And I know sometimes people get a little nervous. I know I work with a lot of feed companies and I'll work on their behalf with clients, but sometimes the comment that I get um, is, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm not sure uh, if I'm getting an unbiased opinion. So if you're unsure that way, then certainly go to a just a private nutrition consulting firm if you want to get an unbiased opinion about your horse and what may be available in your area to feed him. Um, we can people can certainly help with that. Yeah. But well, the first thing that you can do is really get yourself familiar with the body condition scoring system. Go online, look at actual pictures, print them out if you have to. Be familiar with the the little guidelines that go with each score. So it may say for five that I can't, um, you know, when I palpate, I don't really press really hard to feel the ribs. I can't see the ribs, but I'm not losing my hand to feel the ribs. Um, realize that every horse is different and they all lay down fat differently, especially between different breeds. A quarter horse isn't really going to lay down a lot of fat over their neck versus something like a pony. Um, So make sure that you take the whole body into account and not just one particular area. As older horses age, they lose a little weight over their back, but their hindquarter and their neck may still be overweight. So make sure you're taking the whole thing into account. 
It's go. really critical when it comes to the feeding program of these horses um, that you make sure that you continue to give them plenty of forage. Forage is what horses are designed to survive on. They need it. And no matter whether we're trying to reduce their body weight or not, we need to make sure they get plenty of forage. So typically we recommend 1.5% of body weight to come from forage for a regular horse that's exercising and doesn't have any body weight issues. If I want to put them on a weight loss program, I don't like to go any less than say 1.1 or 1.2% of body weight. If you go less than that, then we run into issues with gastric ulcers or developing some stereotypic behaviors because they're angry because they're not getting fed enough. But really we worry about those gastric ulcers. So on our average 1,000-pound horse, that works out to be 11, still feeding them 11 or 12 pounds of forage a day. Usually we've taken these horses off pasture so that we can really monitor exactly how much they're eating. Um, and then making sure you know most of our grasses, most of our hays are going to be deficient still in selenium, copper, zinc. So adding a what I would call a ration balancer pellet. It's the Jenny Craig pellet. It's one pound a day for your 1,000-pound horse. He still feels like he's eating something. You're giving him everything he needs. Steer clear of any additional high-fat supplements. Now, I've worked with clients who will say, well, I'm not giving him any fat supplements. Well, what other supplements are you feeding? Oh, I'm just giving him a coat conditioner. Coat conditioners are pretty much 100% fat because that's what makes a nice shiny coat. So make sure you critically evaluate any treats or supplements that you're feeding your horse. Um, try to cut all of those out and just stay basic for a while. Well, there we go. Get it down to the basics and get your horse uh, down to the proper weight. Thank you very much, Dr. Tanya Cubitt. Where can folks find you? They can find me at performancehorsenutrition.com uh, and call the number there and we'll get back to you. All right. Thank you much and we'll see you again soon. Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests as well as lots more tips at horsetipdaily.com. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of Kentucky Performance Products and listeners like you. Learn how you can help support Horse Radio Network programming and qualify for auditors-only perks by going to horsetipdaily.com and clicking on the Become an Auditor banner in the center of the page. This is Coach Jen, and I'll be back soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. Oh, 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 oh